So what's going on, Kingdom Success listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you. Episode 325. Honored and blessed to be talking to you. And it is right now, uh, bright and early in the morning. Uh, it is actually officially 636. And I am on my way down to Macon, Georgia. So, yeah. Headed down to Macon, Georgia, um, one of the businesses that I own, uh, which actually was my father's business uh, before he passed away. Um, basically, uh, we've got some business down there that we've got to go and attend to and uh, get fixed up and uh, finalized, basically, on sides of roads. And uh, yeah, fun stuff, baby fun stuff but this is what you do when you're a business owner uh, you do whatever it takes and uh, to get the job done and uh, you're blessed in doing it because whatever your hand you put whatever you put your hand towards shall prosper all right so I have got a couple of things you know that's been rattling around in my heart to talk to you guys about and I'm going to start off with yeah I kind of sense that so I'm going to start off with uh, Philippians 4 uh, I believe it's verse 11 um, and I'm quote, I'm quoting this I'm not reading this so as Paul the Apostle you know he's talking to the uh, Philippian church and it's a church that he deeply deeply loved you know, this church uh, was, um, I guess, according to some, you know, Greek scholars and, you know, historians, that this church was actually started by the actual uh, jailer, the jailer that uh, had housed Paul and Silas in a jail cell, and uh, this gentleman went back home and became the, you know, pastor of the church in Philippi. Well, so the uh, Philippians uh, basically really had a love for Paul, and uh, they did whatever they could for Paul. Well, Paul wrote this letter, which I feel like is, a, I mean, in my, in my opinion, uh, and just in me, I this is actually one of my favorite. Um, favorite letters it is chock full of just good stuff overall I would highly recommend you going and actually reading each chapter maybe take uh, it's only four chapters so you can take you know ever how much time you want to you can take four days and read a chapter a day you could take you know uh, just read until you hit something, you hit gold or hit oil, you strike oil in the in the verse. I mean, that's not a bad idea to do as, you know, part of your quiet time and just being able to, when you find something that's worth meditating on, you stop and you actually just meditate on that verse. I mean, I, I'm just thinking about even, I think it's the verse 6, uh, Philippians 1, 6, that uh, that verse right there is worth meditating on. But anyway, um, 
you know, the reason why I bring up Philippians 4, verse 11, is as Christians in the marketplace, you know, if you're in the sound of my voice, I would have to believe that you have a very, very strong desire to want to be successful, or you probably would not have uh, searched for this podcast right here. And in Philippians 4, verse 11, and it might be 12, but Paul says something in there that I feel like is something we can just kind of run over and miss. And he talks about that he has learned to be content in whatever the situation is. He's learned to be content. I've heard many people, hang on, let me get a uh, quick drink of coffee, hang on. Heard many people say, I'm, you know, Tyler, I'm working on being content. Or Tyler, I'm, I'm trying to be content. And Paul says that it's actually a learned thing. It's not something that you try to be. It is something that you learn how to do. So that raises a great uh, question of like, okay, well, how do you learn to be content? Because one of the most quoted outside of probably John 3.16, you know, if you're an athlete, you probably have uh, seen this or read this verse with Philippians 4.13. You know, I believe even I've seen uh, football players have this, you know, painted on their, uh, right underneath their eyes. I've seen this verse uh, painted on there, which says, basically, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, now what's interesting about all this, and this is just a very quick side note, which is interesting about this whole chapter of, uh, of Philippians 4, uh, you know, Paul's actually talking about, you know, finances in this whole entire thing. So that's, that's just a side note. You can go back and read that yourself. But anyway, 413, you know, most uh, people will, will quote 413, but they forget that how the 413 kind of even kind of comes into play is what Paul says right, up, right before you get to 413, Okay is that you know one of the key things inside there is learning how to be content and where your satisfaction and where your contentment lies actually in the body of uh in in the finished works of jesus basically well i'm reading this book right now or i'm actually pretty much done with it. i think i've got to read the the final conclusion or the final chapter of the book and I'm done. And the book's title is actually The Gap and the Game. The Gap and the Game. And I'm not going to uh, tell you everything in the book. I, I would highly recommend it, especially, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, really, if you're a person of, you know, that uh, wants to be successful, I think that this, this book right here helps you frame your world around contentment and 
you know, it gives a, you know, just some good tactical ways to be able to learn how to be content. Well, this gentleman, uh, Dan Sullivan, who's the one of the authors of the book, he basically goes into this whole entire thing where he discovered the gap in the game. And he was, he does, he, he's a strategic um, coach for entrepreneurs. So basically, he actually works with people that are owning their own businesses. I think you have to have a business in order to qualify for his his businesses uh, coaching. You have to have a business of over, you know, generating over $200,000 or more of revenue, I think. And anyway, you have to basically go and be a part of his workshops or you might have online courses and so forth. Well, this was several years ago, maybe 20 years ago. He he was doing a, uh, a I guess, a roundtable discussion where that every 90 days he'd pull in, you know, several of the entrepreneurs that he was, you know, coaching at the time. And one of those entrepreneurs was going through basically their last 90 days. And that entrepreneur was talking about, we did this, we, we, we finished up this project, we hit this sales number, we uh, minimized expenses doing this right here, blah, 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 blah. Talking about all these things that they, they had done over the last 90 days. Well, in the same same period, same breath, that gentleman starts down this whole entire path of, yet, we did not accomplish this. We didn't uh, meet this number that we'd set out. We didn't do this right here that we'd wanted to do. We didn't, uh, we needed to hit this, but we didn't hit that. Uh, and he just goes down this whole entire pathway of, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. You know, we didn't meet this uh, right here, this expectation, and so forth. And Dan Sullivan stops him right in the middle of his tracks and says, whoa, 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 hang on. And Dan goes to the marker board and draws two lines uh, going parallel to each other uh, that is horizontal to actually the floor. <laughs> so if you you're trying to visualize this. I'm trying to describe it to you. So it's parallel to the floor, uh, parallel to each other. And he says, so let's take this bottom line right here, sir. And this is where you started out uh, at 90 days. And then this was the ideal uh, end result of what you wanted to accomplish or hit at the end of that 90 days. But, and he drew, draws another line right in the middle. And he says, but this is what kind of the, all the things that you did accomplish, this is kind of what you gained um, or accomplished in that 90 days. But your mind, and he says, but your mindset has, is all focused for the last two to three minutes, only on the gap of what you did not accomplish. And he's pointing to the, to the space between that middle line and the top line. 
And he said, and you are forgetting all the things that you gained in the bottom, and you're not even nowhere near focused on that at all. And he said, there's nothing you can do about what you didn't accomplish at all. I mean, other than learn from what you didn't accomplish, that is, that's something you can do is learn from it. But instead, here you are, your mindset has gotten you so focused on you didn't accomplish this. And because of that, you've got a negative mindset, a negative outlook. And I feel like that that's something we've got to change. Well, the, the gentleman, the entrepreneur basically said, well, mm, I don't, I don't believe that. You know, we didn't hit, we hit these goals. We set these goals out. You know, what's the point in even setting out goals if you're not going to hit them? It seems pointless. And, you know, he got, he got honestly a little negative with Dan, but the other entrepreneurs in the room really at the end of the work, uh, the end of the uh, conversation, end of the session really got excited about what Dan was talking about, that instead of focusing on the gap, which the gap is there, let's not deny that. But the gain is really what you need to be measuring because that's really what happened and really what you accomplished. And he talked, uh, he goes on in the book to talk about how much that we are so focused on the, the gap of what we don't have or what we didn't accomplish than what we have accomplished or what we did actually do. And I feel like as Christian entrepreneurs and Christian people actually in the marketplace, people that are that are Christians that actually desire to be successful, I know for me personally, this was a huge wake-up call. This is just a great way for me to frame up in my mind about how to learn how to be content in the present. How to be happy, I guess, is where I'm going with that. Because I believe hap- you know, contentment can breed happiness in your life. Well, he talks about in the book, and, and I'll end with you know, these you know, two, two suggestions he has. You can go and read the book. It's, got, it's chock full of so many different stats and so many different things in it. But he talks about two things that actually can help you with, with this whole mindset, right? One is always measure backwards, AMB, always measure backwards. So instead of measuring against what you did not accomplish, why don't you measure backwards of what you actually did accomplish? So let's say that your goal was to reach, you know, $100,000 in sales in your said business. And, you know, at the end of the year, you did not accomplish that. You only 
let's say you only get got to $60,000 in sales. Well, because of our nature, we'll try to focus on that $40,000, that $100,000 that we did not hit. But we've, we failed to, to realize the gain of, man, we, we were at, you know, basically, let's say you, you started out at, you know, $20,000 in sales. And now here you are, you increased your, your sales by more than double, I mean, doubling it by, you know, $40,000. You've increased your sales by that much. That's a huge step for any business. When you kind of look at it from a gain perspective, you gained an additional $40,000. You more than doubled, you doubled your revenue. Not to mention the things that you learned or discovered along the way or changed or improved in your business or in your job or in your sales that you're out there doing. You know, you accomplished a great deal. Now, what happens is, and I'm, I'm literally, I'm riding in my, my truck right now, and I can see the horizon in front of me. I mean, it's just, I'm on a flat road right now, and I can see the horizon. Well, here's the thing about your, your aspirations or your ideal goals or the things that you set out. Those will constantly be moving out ahead of you. It's like the horizon. I am never going to, uh, to meet the horizon. The horizon continues to go, pushes out further and further out, and I'm nev never going to meet that ideal right there, or that, that horizon. That's exactly what your, your goals and your aspirations, your things that you sit there and set for yourself, that you, go, you set for yourself that are not probably not good. Now, if you do hit it, if you do hit your goals, man, that's, that's awesome. But I mean, what, what's the saying that goes, that says, Hey, you know, aim for the moon. And if you don't hit it, you still will land among the stars. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit of a gap in the game where that you actually sit there and look at where you've, where, what you've accomplished over the last you know, whatever time period that you, you know, set yourself for. And if you think about it, guys, if you think about it, think about the last 10 years of your life. Now, you might say, golly, Tyler, man, my last 10 years of my life have been horrible. Um, you know, I know that I've had some pretty not so pleasant moments in the last 10 years of my life. But again, being content, learning how to be content in all situations. One way to do that is to focus on the on the gain, and actually having an having a mentality of gratitude about the gain that you've you've accomplished or where you've come from. I was. I'll just give a quick another quick example. I was lying in bed with my wife and she and I were talking and, you know, she probably wasn't having exactly the, you know, 
jumping for joy, you know, uh, happy, happy, happy day at that moment. And, you know, she, she wasn't at that moment, (laughs) she wasn't looking for me to, uh, just listen to her. There, there are moments, there are a lot more moments where I just need to listen to my wife, guys, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Then I need to sit there and try to, you know, tell her, uh, what she needs to do to fix herself. No. Um, and so at this moment, uh, she was kind of looking for some direction, looking for some encouragement from me. And so I just, I just began to tell her what I'd been learning from this book. And I just used the example of how I had gotten myself in the gap, uh, personally, where that, um, I was, I was being videoed and it was posted on social media, which is totally fine. Uh, in my gym, my gym does that uh, to market their gym. And instead of me sitting there focusing on, man, look, look, look at what I was accomplishing right then. I mean, I was pushing myself way beyond than what I probably could have been pushing myself, you know, four or five years ago. And here I am you know, really pushing myself. But instead, I focused on, you know, ah, look at you, Tyler. You know, you could lose probably still, you could probably need to lose about that, uh, you know, 10 to 15 pounds that you've gained back. All right, you need to lose that. And that was my, that was exactly where my focus went to. Instead of focus on the gain of what I had been gaining over the last, you know, several years that I've been working out, staying healthy, eating right, and so forth. Instead, I was focused on the gap of what my ideal, because I, because I haven't hit my goal or my ideal yet. I haven't hit it yet. I'm working on that, and I'm getting better and better every day, every way and every every day and every way. I'm getting better and better, but here I am focused on the gap. And I shared that with Amy. And, you know, I said, sweetheart, you know, let's look at the, all the different things that you, you've done and you, you, you've accomplished and that you have just even in the day-to-day stuff over the last, you know, couple uh, months, last 30 days. And we, I rattled off, you know, three to four or five things that she had done over the last four to five weeks that are awesome, that are some people just dream about, some people never get to do. And to help her kind of frame her mindset. And, you know, she she quickly, you know, kind of said, you're you're right. You know, I, I need, I should be focused on these things right here and let that help me and to be grateful for where I'm at, not focused on Oh, you know, yesterday I didn't have a good day or I didn't get accomplished, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Because we all do that, okay? For me, one of the other things, the last thing that he talks about in the in the book, which I, I've heard talked about before in many, many success books. I mean, if I've heard success people talk about this, I'm... I, there's no telling how many times, but this, it was interesting how this gentleman in the book, Dan Sullivan and uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy uh, placed this. 
he talked about the uh, the most important hour in your day. The most important hour in your day. And so in my mind, as I'm reading the book, you know, I'm going, oh, well, you know, yeah, the most important hour in my day is, you know, in the morning. Well, he says that actually the most important hour of your day is in where that is should be, you know, <laughs> the the hour that you should really be honing in on is the last hour before you go to bed. And he he goes in the book, and you can go back again, get the book, great book. Talks about how that we get so you know with the last hour of the day that we don't take the time that our brains right before bed need to be in a conscious state of starting to wind down and start to kind of picture a little bit of what needs to take place the next day. I've heard so many people, so many success people say that, you know, you need to plan your day out the day before, you know, uh, the night before you need to, you know, put down uh, what you want to accomplish. Well, the book goes in this whole entire thing and talking about, you know, these like Michael Phelps um, or this one one young lady that was a jiu-jitsu gold medalist where that she, uh, every night before she went to bed, leading up to the, I don't know if it was the Tokyo Olympics or it might have been the Rio um, Olympics, but she would take that uh, right before she went to bed, right, you know, that hour, she would, the last thing that she would do before she went to sleep was visualize herself on the podium with her national anthem being played and where that she was actually standing on the podium with a gold medal. And Michael Phelps, he would do the exact same thing. And so it was a, I, and again, I've heard all that, you know, multiple times. And, you know, I've started to kind of, I would start to do that a couple different times and then I, I wouldn't do it and I'd get off track. But in the book, he talks about how that instead of just, you know, putting those things out there and visualizing those things, he also says, do this one thing to help you frame up your past day. And that is write down three wins that happened from your day. Now, they can be things that you, you know, you attempted and you failed at, but you learned from because failure, failure really doesn't exist. You know, if you've got a, a positive mental attitude, you're always looking for the seed of equivalent or greater benefit in any uh, failure or adversity. You're just learning. So failure doesn't even really exist. It's just something you actually are learning from. It's just a great experiment uh, that you're doing. So but anyway, you could write down that you could write down, you know, uh, like for me last, uh, last night, uh, just use, use, uh, last night's last night was, uh, or yeah, last night was Sunday night. So I wrote down three things. Uh, I, I'm not looking at them right now. I know one of those things was 
I took my family to church. Okay. I know that might not seem like a, I mean, I pretty much do that almost every Sunday, but you know what? That's a win that everybody in my family, my children and my wife, we are together and we went to church. That's a win. Another thing that we, we did together as a family, we went and uh, swam, in the, uh, swam in the pool. All right, we went to the pool, swam as a family, had a good time together, the kids played, we were together as a family. And the last thing is, is um, you know, they're having the track and field world championships right now. And I got to uh, play on uh, YouTube, they live streamed on YouTube the actual uh, women's pole vault championships and I got to watch that with my oldest daughter and forget uh, for her to get to watch that because she actually enjoys uh, learning how to do the pole vault right now that was a win for me so and then and then what the book says is then you actually write down grace grace three things that you would you know would like to see as wins uh, for the next day because your brain once you're going to sleep guys your brain guys guys wired us this way your brain when you're sleeping is is it's processing all these things that you did within the last you know um, 15 16 17 hours that you've been awake and it's processing. That's why you always want to get a good night's sleep uh, before you start the next day. Well, gang, doing that, I've been doing that now for the last four days. Um, I haven't exactly completed. Uh, I, I, My plan is to actually write these things down, write the three wins I accomplished for the day, write the three wins I accomplished uh, or that I look to accomplish the next day. And write those down and you know it's kind of cool to sit there and look back in my day and I've got to actually think about what was a win you know for today what was the gain that I saw today I know one one thing that I would actually thought about as I was getting oh and the one other thing he said I do have to point this out okay he says in the book which I'm gonna highly recommend and I've started doing this because I was in a habit of actually doing this but that was put down your cell phone within that last hour. Put down your cell phone for that last hour. Don't scroll through social media. I was, I'm, I was guilty of it. I lay in bed sometimes and just that was kind of like a little bit of my time to, to, to thumb through social media. Uh, number one, the whatever that blue light or whatever it is on my cell phone is not good for my eyes at night. Uh, but number two, you know, social media, anyway, I, I think you guys know where I'm going with all that. It just programs you for negative or, you know, the comparison thing or something that's negative going on out there in the world that you just, you don't need to fill your brain with, especially right before you go to bed at night. Because it programs you for the next day. It'll make you sluggish. It'll make you tired the next day. It's just not something. So I've had to discipline myself, break that habit, 
And it's honestly, I'll be honest, it's been a little difficult, but I, but I'm working towards that. Um, basically to not be looking at my phone or check my phone before that, within that, you know, at least hour to 30 minutes right before I'm going to bed. And, you know, gang, I'm telling you that if you use that hour power, write down the three things that you want to win or things, three things that you did win at that day, three things that you did, you want to accomplish the next day, right before bed, and always measure backwards. Look at where you're at 10 years ago. Look at where you're at five years ago. Look at where you're at one year ago, right? You know, if, if what you're seeing is, you know, not something that, you know, you like, well, you know what? That's okay. Reframe it. Say, okay, well, I'm going to learn from that. What, what can I change? What can I do differently? Because this is the key, again, to learning how to be content, learning how to be happy in the present. Happiness is not something that, you know, we should try to pursue, all right? Even though I know this says in, in our, uh, the pursuit of happiness, no, no, no. We should be happy right now. It should be something that we are happy with right now. The joy is now, all right? So, King Success, know that you're blessed, you're highly favored, you're empowered to prosper, you walk in divine health, the spirit of breakthroughs upon you guys, and gang, we'll catch you on the other side. Yeah.